This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3234 for Thursday the 24th of December 2020. Today's show is entitled, Apple Products I Have Owned. It is hosted by Swift 110, and is about 23 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, I talk about Apple products that I have owned over the years. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. This is Swift 110. I am back. And pretty much I'm really impressed with using Catalina on this MacBook 2010, mid 2010 model. Yeah. At this point, I'm Catalina dreaming. Da 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 da. Catalina dreaming. Doobie doobie doo. I don't know the whole song, but it would be epic if I did. I really, really, really like this machine. I keep saying it over and over, but you know, it is what it is. Today I'm going to be using LibreOffice on this MacBook. Do I expect it to be some kind of uh, amazing experience that blows your head off? Mm, not exactly. I expect it to work as LibreOffice always works. I'm cool with that. I'm down with that. It's all good. So this is what I'll do today. So what can I randomly just start talking about? right now. Uh, what do I like about Catalina? Well, in order to really speak on what I like about Catalina, I'm really speaking about what I like about Mac OS. Being one of these persons, one of the persons that is really into Linux for the last 10 years, I've used Apple products kind of on and off in that period of time with one of my times when I got started actually being one of my good buddies he had Apple gear galore because he's been using it since the 80s Um, not what he gave me of course but different generations of Apple you know starting from when his grandparents got him something nice back in the day and so you can imagine how I feel in spring of 2012 when he gives me all his Apple stuff because he's getting new gear. Uh, I end up getting a Mac Pro 1.1, which was a pretty cool machine. It 
came with a whole lot of RAM. I think it had like 32 gigs of RAM, which you can imagine how awesome that would be for me. Being that the machine that I had at that point would have gone up to 4 gigs of RAM. Yes, that Fujitsu Lifebook 4215 that I've spoken of before, probably several times on here by now. Yeah, that machine was my first laptop. And I'm grateful for that experience with that particular laptop. However, it's nice to be able to move beyond 4 gigs of RAM. And so, getting that Mac Pro, setting up a virtual box on there, was absolutely cool. Because I got to play with different operating systems using that particular machine. I thought that was amazing. I thought it was cool. Well, in addition to getting that Mac Pro, just that base system, along with it came a 30-inch Apple Cinema display. And I think that had like 2,600, 2,400 or something like that by 1,600 aspect ratio. Can you imagine what it's like to get a monitor that big with that big of an... With that nice of an aspect ratio, that nice uh, resolution, I mean, when you're coming from, and this isn't on the laptop, but this is when I used my PC at the time, when you're using a machine that, well, I mean the monitor, that goes up to 1440 by 900. Heck of a difference, right? Oh my word. Can you imagine playing Super Tux Cart in a 30-inch screen? Yes, that was beast mode. I spent time playing on it. My goodness, that was awesome, awesome. And by the way, thanks for the memories. Yeah. I really like having that machine. Sadly, that machine is no longer with us. And also, maybe even more sadly, that screen is no longer with us. And hasn't been ooh, for a good long time. Yeah, it's been a long time, long time. Yeah, I'm not finishing, but it's been a long time. I guess you could more so appropriately say, gone too soon. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Michael. But let me continue talking about the stuff that he gave me. He also gave me the iPad 3. And the iPad 3 that I was given in spring of 2012, I still have. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Looking at it. It's got a nice black otter box case to it. And the screen has been repaired twice since I've gotten it. I had it for a good long time. Actually, I, I had it up until 20, from 2012 into 2014. I mean, mm. Let me back up. Wait a minute. Let me finish. 2012. Spring of 2012 to spring of 2016. This iPad was fine. Pristine, perfect condition. You know, the screen wasn't damaged. But then one day I'm on the bus. I was headed to taking care of one of my friends. His brother has severe autism. And so he asked me if I could come over and take care of him. 
you know, so that the family, you know, different brothers could be available to go to work. And they'd have somebody to take care of him because he was having problems. They had moved out of D.C. into a neighboring county. And they were trying to get, you know, care taken care of. It was easier to do in D.C. than it was where they moved. And so I pretty much came in to take care of him in that interim time. Well, taking care of him meant that I went from upper northwest closer to Silver Spring, actually, all the way to the far corner of D.C. Yeah, all the way to the east, eastern corner of D.C. And so I had a considerable, uh, a considerable commute each day that I went over there, back and forth. For nine months, this was my life, back and forth. And one day I was on the bus headed over there. And a pregnant lady got on the bus. I was sitting in the front. So I got up, as any good gentleman would do, to give her a seat. Well, at the moment, I happened to be plugging in my headphones into my iPad because I was going to listen to a Linux podcast, of all things. Isn't that ironic? Well, I got up so quickly... That the iPad fell on the floor of the bus. My heart dropped instantly. Boom. Just like the iPad did. And so I'm like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. The screen is just fine. No problem, no problem. Pick up my iPad. I sit in another seat. And then I flip the iPad over. Because it fell face first. Of course, it always falls face first. If you've ever dropped the phone, you know how that goes. And initially, I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Not a problem. Oh, Lord. Then the sun hits it a certain way. And I see, woo, cracks all in the screen. Oh, my goodness. So instantly, I'm on my phone. Like, how do I repair the screen? And I saw... There were so many steps to taking this thing apart. I was like, oh, no. I'm not going to do this. I I was very upset. Meanwhile, I'm trying to keep a straight face because I don't want her to look at me and feel bad and then realize what just happened and feel like it's her fault and then feel bad or whatever. It was like, no need for that. I'll I'll work it out. Yeah. About that. That iPad set for several years before I ever got around to repairing it. Yeah, I know. Epic fail, right? Epic fail. Set for like two years, I think, before I even got around to repairing it the first time. Which wasn't even that much. It was like 80 bucks to get a new screen. They even gave me a new button. Fancy that. Very happy about that. So whoop-de-doo. Now, the funny part is that a few years before that, it had been snowing a lot, and I slipped in the snow. Well, I slipped on the ice, probably. Landed flat on my back. iPad was in my backpack. If you've seen my episode of What's in My Bag, you know that I always had my iPad in my bag. Landed flat on it. It slightly curved the case, but it did not damage the screen, so it wasn't nothing noticeable. 
Big whoop. But anyway, that's the iPad 3 that I end up having, that I have right now, to this very day, eight years later. And I don't really use it all that much, to be honest with you, these days. I um, just don't. It has a great camera. I love the angles. I love how that runs. But sadly, all my data that was on it got wiped. Because like an idiot, absolute idiot, I was in a hurry to get it repaired. And it was during COVID. Well, we're still in COVID. But it was during a time where a lot of those repair places were sh kind of shut down for the moment. And so it was hard to get a place to get it repaired. And instead of just being patient and waiting a minute, yeah, lost all of my data. Talk about a bummer. You know, chances are nothing's in my iCloud. I don't even know. Stuff happens. Okay, so it is what it is. So that whole, the iPad. The iPad I used a lot over the years before that Second time it got damaged. I would plug it into my Linux machines and I would pull pictures off of it and videos, which is how I still have certain stuff because I was smart enough to back up some stuff, but I didn't back up all my stuff like a buffoon. It happens. That's why you always want to back up your stuff. Always. If you don't have it backed up, it can be gone in a Blink of an eye, a snap of your fingers, do the stairs. Nothing. Not gonna sing the song. Promise. Hey, but um that iPad. Very useful. Um using it for different documents, using it for Linux podcasts, like I mentioned. I love the auto audio quality of it. It's nice, even now. It's still pretty good. It's showing its age now. But it's still good. What I was also given in that spring of 2012 was a iPad. I, mm, I already talked about the iPad. iPod Classic 160 gig hard drive. It was in the thing. Had so much music on it. Because he just gave it to me. Had all his music, whatever was on it. Oh, I was like, oh, good. Love that thing. And I was trying to put Linux on it. Yeah, I was trying to rock box it, never got around to doing it. Now, I don't know what a darn thing is at all. I don't know. And I said darn. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is at all. It's, it's, it might be in my house somewhere. I don't know. Who cares? One day, we'll be reunited. And then I'll go ahead and rock box it. And see what I could do from there. That'd be great. Uh, what else did he give me? I think that about does it. Oh, he gave me an iPhone 4S. Which was really cool for podcasting. You know, for my podcast. Because it's convenient having that little phone. That I could just listen to music on. Or my podcast. It's, it was convenient to use that instead of my phone. So yeah, I had all these gadgets, but what happened to that phone that I was quite salty about for a long time afterwards 
was that went to the movies one day. What movie did I go see? Because that would help me place it. I think I went to go see Jurassic Park Lost World, the first one. Yeah, that one where the lady is running around in heels from a dinosaur. And I'm like, you, you, you're stupid. Why are you running in heels? Why, why, why are you even wearing heels at a dinosaur park? Okay, that is that is the damsel in distress troop that that's been done a billion gazillion times. Can you come up with new material, people? Come on. So anyway, I'm in the movies, and it's one of those movie theaters where you have the chairs that lean back, lean back, and um. I had it in my pocket. You know, it kind of fell out my pocket. And I never got it back. Bummer. That thing was useful. It was useful having another Wi-Fi device. And it's been a long time. And, you know, it's one of those things. But yeah, that's the Apple stuff that I was given. And I have to say I liked each of those items. I had written blog posts that were very critical of the Apple company. And I stand behind what I said at that time because it was true. Like the time they went after this little, was it a, I think it was like this sandwich shop in France or something. And I thought that was being lame. That's other stuff I kind of got on them about. But you know, years ago I started on this blog post that I never finished. It's still a draft on my WordPress and it's entitled Different Strokes for Different Folks. And I know if that theme song, The Different Strokes, is playing in your head, that's intentional because that's what I had in mind at the time. And uh, I'm very tempted to start singing that song right now. And I think I'll do it. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. A man is born. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. But different strokes. You get the point. Why do I say different strokes? Because you have people that use Windows. You have people that use Mac OS. You have people that use Linux. Well, I always had this idea that I would be that guy to use all three. The best of not just two worlds, thank you, Hannah, but the best of three worlds, where I would have systems running each of these operating systems and critique them and compare them. Well, now, all these years later, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to finish that project. But I have one big dilemma. I can't stand Windows 10. I, I've had the sad misfortune of trying to use it on other people's computers. And I hated it. Hated it. Goodness, I hated it. I was like, what is this? What is this? Who is this? Who? And I, I just... I, that might be something I just leave alone. I did like Windows 7, and I did like Windows XP. 
I liked Windows XP because it was relatively lightweight. It wasn't a big ISO. Whereas, I think that was like a gig that it took up. Whereas, with Windows 7, that was like 17 gigs. Yeah, not a fan of that. You know, it just gives me the idea of being this big bloated mass that just sits there and just congeals. Nasty, right? I know, I know. I don't like it. And I've been using Linux for the last 10 years and it just became what I like and what I prefer to use. You know, so I think I'm gonna, instead of worrying about Microsoft Windows in this case, I may just use what I remember from using it. Because it can be somebody that I used to know, to be honest with you. I'm not, I don't have any intentions on ever installing Windows 10 on any of my machines. Uh, maybe I, I'll do it in a virtual machine environment. Just to kind of tinker with it and do a critique of it and explain why I hate it so much. Maybe that'll be, that'll be fun. Okay, I'll reconsider that. Okay, I'll do that. But other than that, I really want to focus on Linux and Mac OS. What I like about each and what I dislike about each and kind of do that comparison. And I'm willing to do the comparison on equivalent or at least close to equivalent hardware, if that's at all possible, if that even makes any sense. But I think it'll be an interesting journey, a new project something that's been in the works for years that I'll finally, finally, finally finish. So that is what I got going on. Um, coming up in the future, I've done a bit of a history of my usage of Apple products from my first acquisition of them back in 2012. Most of those objects I have either lost or they stopped working. It is what it is. But today's a new day what can I say what was I about to say I forgot that's okay I've been yammering for 21 minutes and I promise it won't be much longer so in conclusion I also I'm gonna go ahead and go into this story one the same buddy actually let me use he had a later, he had one of those 17-inch MacBook Pros. That joker was huge. It was a really nice screen. He let me use it for a week. He, he gave me the laptop for an entire week. And that was, I tinkered with it. And to be honest, I really didn't care for it that much. I just felt so restricted. And the reason I felt so restricted was because I didn't know what I know now. And so now that I'm a little older, a little wiser... I, uh, yeah, that's interesting to consider because now I have my own MacBook. It's not a Pro, and it's not a 17-inch screen. It's a 13-inch screen, and it's not a Intel processor. It's a Core 2 Duo processor. So I'm actually using a machine that would have been older than a machine that I was using at that time. But the interesting part is... I'm using an operating system that's newer than anything that's ever been on that machine. And I'm probably using about the same amount of RAM that you could ever install into that machine 
as well. Funny how that works. But it's all good. Yeah, I'm running out of things to say right now. So anyway, this has been Swift 110. I hope you enjoyed listening to this recording, and I look forward to doing something soon on Hacker Public Radio. I hope you guys have a fantastic night, and until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.